0: Five friends go for a break at a remote cabin where they get more than they bargained for, discovering the truth behind The Cabin in the Woods. Did this movie piss you off the first time you watched it? Or did it grow on you over time and make it into your top 50 horror movies ever made? Or is this really a third-person story about my adventure with this film? I guess we'll find out as we dissect Chamber of Chills' number 48 top horror film of all time, The Cabin in the Woods. Everybody ready? Let's <laughs> on the road! It doesn't even show up on the GPS. It's unworthy of global positioning. That's the whole point. Get off the grid, right?
1: What is that thing?
0: We have to stay together. This isn't right. We should split up.
1: Yeah, good idea. Really?
0: We gotta get out of here.
1: Nobody sent those things here to get us. Oh! You're missing the point. I want to see a sponge.
0: Welcome to the Chamber of Chills. I'm Adam Ragsdale. And I'm Cameron Long. And today, we're jumping into a seemingly pretty controversial film that we have ranked number 48 out of our top 50 horror films of all time, The Cabin in the Woods. This film came out in the year 2011. The genres that it has are horror and comedy, which we'll dissect that later. Its rating was R. The director was Drew Goddard. And... Interestingly, he has only directed two films. Wait, what? Yes, it's This and Bad Times, the El Royale. The really? only two films he's a director on. Wow. Weird. Okay. But he's produced a lot and he's written a lot. Okay. So he's the producer on The Martian, mm, 35 okay. episodes of Lost, and 10 Cloverfield Lane, and then a lot more. Wow. Uh, he's also the writer for, as well as produced. Um, World War Z, and my wife's gonna get a kick out of this. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show, yeah. Wow, so he was a like a staff writer for Buffy for a long time and then became like a better writer later on, which really interesting. I thought, yeah, love that for him. I know. So just slaying. (laughs) Did you watch
1: Bad Times at what is it? Bad Bad Times Times at at the LRL, LRL? yeah. 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 Have you seen that? I haven't seen it. Oh, it's a good one, pretty good. I don't, also with Chris Hemsworth, though, right? Also,
0: Chris Hemsworth a uh, g- great cast. Um yeah. Which maybe, you know, eventually we do a episode on that, but I think I haven't seen that in a long time. I would yeah, love it's to watch that film. one. Yeah. It looked fun. Yeah. Uh it's written by Joss Whedon and Ooh. Drew Goddard. Yeah, Joss Whedon's like the Avengers guy. Yeah. Okay. So he's done a lot. Um and then star cast members Kristen Connolly, she plays Dana the Virgin. Chris Hemsworth plays Kurt uh the like jockey guy anna hutchison plays Jules, who is like the um uh, uh the, the uh... ho <laughs> um, and then also has richard jenkins and bradley whitford who plays citizen and hadley the two agents controlling the cabin <sighs> yeah which i love them best well yeah
1: yeah spoiler that's like my best favorite part of, the movie. of all time <laughs> they're so <laughs> awesome oh i love them too
0: yeah great casting choice there totally agree Academy Awards and nominations, it didn't receive any Academy Awards. However, uh, it got 2013 nomination for Critics' Choice Award for Best Sci-Fi and Horror Movie. And bringing back Fright Meter 2012, it won Best Horror and Best Director. We really got to look into this Fright Meter thing. Fright Meter, it seems like a... It's a thing that I've just never heard of. Yeah, go-to for film festivals, I guess. Ratings, IMDb got 7 out of 10. That seems to be a theme. Yep. With 436,000 ratings, so a lot. Yeah.
1: That's like double, I think, orphans. Yes. And like
0: triple American Werewolf in London's. Jeez. Yeah, crazy. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 92%. What? Pretty crazy. That's high. I know, that's really high. Uh, Letterboxed 3.4 out of 5. Okay. Which is the highest Letterbox we've done so far. Wow. Uh, Definitely the highest Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Financials. Uh, the budget was $30 million, which I finally did the correct <laughs> math. Is this, <laughs> this in New type? Zealand currency? This or? is not New Zealand. <laughs> this is the US. Okay. Uh, today, that would be $40.7 million, which I was like, okay, that was only 12 years ago. Yeah. $10 million difference. That in is kind of crazy. Yikes. Wow. Global box office, $66.5 which today is $90.3 Mm. And then how long filming took, it took about three months to film. It was, uh, they shot it in 2009 between March and May. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. So, going right into Breakdown Ballroom. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da-da-da. That's what the ballroom music is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite
1: scenes, baby. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed how the film opened up starting with Same. actually the uh like the credits the opening credits because yes. i've never noticed before the sacrificial yeah there's credits. like that sacrificial imagery which mm-hmm. you will later find out spoiler Ooh. is at the center of like the entire film yeah which never noticed that before total foreshadowing and then it just opens on two guys in a break room wearing you know button ups and ties and they're like making coffee and whatever yeah and One of them's like complaining about how his wife just like baby proof the house and you're just like, okay, I'm like, I'm in this conversation. I don't know what I'm listening to, who these guys are. You would guess that they're like accountants or something. Well, very normal life. Yeah. And then like they allude to like a bigger thing going on, but then- you know, that title card when they're driving away on the golf cart. Just oh my like, gosh. Boom. Like, the awesome. Cabin in the Woods, bold red letters. There's like a blood-curdling scream, scream in the background. Yes. I just thought it was a great way to start a movie. I
0: loved it so much. Yeah. I, I totally
1: agree. I don't remember that really
0: at all, but this time I I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I wrote that too. I think that that whole sequence was just so much fun and you just automatically, it like sets the tone for the whole film. For sure, Because it's like... What the heck? Like yeah. that's the title open you know what I mean? With these two random dudes just working yeah. with this like well and they're so like company likable. Like right off the bat, you're yes. like, Oh,
1: I really like you guys. Like yes. you seem
0: like cool guys. Yeah. Totally. My next one, other than that one, was the entire sequence of them first getting to the cabin. Mm. So cliche in the best way possible. They nailed it. And I'm honestly like totally a sucker for the cliche horror road trip. Like yeah. I love stuff yeah. like that. And you know, from the gas station to them in their bedrooms to the weird, you know, double mirror thing, right? To the basement collection. I don't know. I just, I just, uh, I love that. Well, that's kind of
1: like a big part of this movie, though, is that yeah. meta commentary, kind of like Scream. Very Scream much. does that. Yeah. And, uh, it's definitely addressing all the cliches you're
0: used to seeing. Yeah. Yeah. So I told, yeah, you get every bit there. <laughs> it's like an homage to all the like modern day, yeah. you know, uh, horror films, which was so fun. And yeah, just automatically, you're like, I see what they're doing again, you
1: know? setting that tone for just. It, yes, it, it starts off on the right foot, which sure. we'll
0: dive into this in Hot Takes hallway too, uh, with the reviews and the polarizing, you know, stances on this film. Right, but it's just so funny, like even looking back. Because uh, this was the second time I saw it. And the first time I saw it, I hated it. The yeah. second time I saw it, I loved it. So like, <laughs> and it's just really just understanding the film. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, so many things went over my head. And I'm like, you know, like, you you see it for the first time. You're like, this is so cliche. Yeah. This is so stupid. stupid. Yes. Who, who wrote this? Who, this is the dumbest writing. I mean, nobody, <laughs> nobody, it's not original. You know yeah. what I mean? And now, like, it's like that was their purpose. But once you
1: get it, you're like, yes. oh. If you come back around to it and watch it a second time, I think you can appreciate it oh a lot more. Oh my gosh. So much. Because you're like, oh, wait, this is actually kind of clever. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I agree. I think it's kind of like weird for me to say. I kind of enjoyed Kurt and Jules, so Kurt is Chris Hemsworth, yeah, and Jules is the blonde, his girlfriend. She's the very, again, very cliche, like 1980s. Dancing like, in front of the
0: fireplace
1: yeah, very shorts. Yeah, sexual, and so they're going out into the woods, and you cut back, which, spoiler, the guys in this office who I talked about from that intro, yeah. they're like, kind of like the puppet masters of this whole mm-hmm. thing, and they're basically trying sacrifice these people for yeah. these ancient gods. Yeah. And this is the first time you really see them pulling the strings because they're out in the woods, which you see it, I guess, a little bit. But in this yeah. scene in particular, like they're about to have sex. And of course you see all these people the gathered mist around. comes up under the, yeah. You know, the ground. Yeah. And she's like, I'm cold. And then he like runs over and turns up the heat for yeah. that section of the woods and then like releases the pheromones that makes her like, you know, yeah. down to get a little DTF. <laughs> <frisky. laughs> And I just thought it was interesting because it's just like you really just see how this whole thing is controlled by them. Yes. Like even like sexual desires, like they are mm-hmm. controlling everything that they're thinking and doing and it's just to all lead to this conclusion that they are wanting, which yes. is essentially this sacrifice. So I just thought that was really interesting to watch. Yeah.
0: And the control that, you know, Sitterson uh, and Hadley had yes, was for sure. very, you know, yeah, evident, like you know, being able to control their emotions with, like, the gases and stuff. And then
1: even to, like, fast forward into that scene a little bit, like, they're doing it, obviously. (laughs) Spoiler. (laughs) Well, or they're getting into it. What does that mean? And, you know, see, (laughs) we see Jules, her hand is, like, going across the the dirt or whatever, and then it just gets, like, stabbed. Stabbed? And there's, like, this zombie redneck torture family. It's something like that. They're called something along those lines. But the big dude... He uses like a, a bear, bear trap.
0: Yeah, a bear trap.
1: And it reminded me of like, you know, when you're a kid, you have those like sticky hands that you could like, yes, sling to the wall. Yeah. He used it like that. He'd like slung it at her and then and pulled it, like, it. Yeah, grabbed into her back and he like reeled her in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is so like grotesque. It's just but like, brutal right off the bat. Kind of awesome at the same totally time. Totally agree. So I just thought that whole sequence was good.
0: Yeah. Poor Jules. Poor Jules, but she apparently, I mean, she. they said she was the first one that had to go. That's I guess true. that was part of the ritual. true. Was the hoe bag has to go first. Yep. You know, which is interesting. Dana the Virgin being just brutally tortured on the screens oh while everyone gosh. underground parties, not paying attention. That was so wild. And the zombie with the bear trap again, you yeah. know, being that guy who was really great. Yeah, um, he was. Definitely the creepiest one out of all of them. For sure. That whole scene was just it's wild because you're like this it is unhinged it you know like it's just happening on the screens everyone's just partying and yeah. like you're like she's dying in the background yeah
1: well because everyone in that office technically everyone who they needed to die died but she's still alive how can the ritual be
0: complete the virgin's death is optional as long as it's last main thing is that she you know suffers that she did it's so strange I'm- actually brooding for
1: this girl. She's got so much heart. When you think of all the pain and the... Yeah. Got Tequila is my lady! My lady! Come on in! So they're like yeah. celebrating, and she's the virgin. They're like, oh, it doesn't matter if she lives or dies. Yeah. So they just have like this big office party. They're drinking beer. And yeah, in the Which, background, you see her getting slung know, around.
0: <laughs> so funny, but at the same time, I loved it because it's like usually horror films are, you know really narrowing in on those yes. scenes to build suspense. But this one just shoves it to the so side. Passive. And it's like, it's not that big of a deal. And you're just like, yeah. wait, what? I've never experienced that. You're like, wait, is she like alive still? Is <laughs> she know. like, yeah, what's happening? I thought, I thought she was dead. Yeah. Halfway through, did you see, you see she's still fighting? Which I like, was like, how what? is she still alive? That dude is massive, but <laughs> I know. you really made He's it happen. She's a bear trap. She's bare hands. Yeah. yeah. Hey, shout out to her. Yeah. Any other scenes for you?
1: Um, Yeah, I would say, so for me, probably my favorite, one of my favorite scenes at least in the entire movie, which also comes with its complaints. But yes, as a like horror fan, you just can't complain. About the elevator scene. Yes, the elevator monster scene. They're trapped by it. all these soldiers with their machine guns and they see that big red button and she's like, let's get this party started. Yes. pushes the button and then like every monster they have in their vault just <laughs> comes out and just, it is complete carnage. Oh, yes. <laughs> It's chaos. And as a horror movie fan, you can't help but just like, Smile at that scene because yeah. you see everything. Like there's a werewolf, there's a vampire, there's a ghost, there's, there's a big spider, yeah, there's a robot. Literally everything you can. Razor think of. arms, yeah, yeah.
0: It was awesome. So I
1: think that scene is just really. I enjoyable. completely agree.
0: And then honorable mention. The uh, I think it was Japan, the other yes. country's video of the kids oh overcoming
1: the spirit, yeah, turning it into they a frog. They have like that prayer circle and they <laughs> turn it into the frog. <laughs> it's so funny that the main guy was like, F you, F you pointing <laughs> yeah. at all the kids <laughs> on the screen. He
0: right. said, F you to yeah. every single kid on that, that screen. That so was funny. hilarious! So, so good. Conceptual uniqueness, unless mm. you had any other scenes. Nope, I loved the satirical, you oh know, gosh, yeah. approach uh the surface level concept of controlling the horrors in order to make ritualistic sacrifices to ancient gods yeah was pretty uh it was definitely over the top which is why i hated it the first time i saw it but yes. my expectations being changed the second time totally flipped my perspective uh and it it you know it's supposed to be over the top for sure it's supposed to throw everything at you yes which you know? i loved yeah i loved the concept i
1: this may deserve a spot in the hot takes hallway but i think there's a spot for it in the hall of fame for conceptual uniqueness yeah. cuz like who comes up with this this is I know. crazy and it's like it's one thing to come up with it but then to execute it you know yeah cuz it is a lot like it's a huge pill to swallow but i
0: and to <sighs> keep it at a 90 minute runtime too it's 96 oh gosh, minute runtime yeah. Yeah. And nowadays, that that kind of horror film, they kept like two and a half hours. Yeah. They let it go, which I appreciate so much. Yeah. Yeah. Director's Touch. I really like Goddard. Yeah. I think that he, you can just tell he had a ton of fun making this film. Oh, for
1: sure. You know, I feel like this would be a really fun film to make.
0: Yeah. Which we'll get into, you know, in the Change Chamber. But like, you could definitely tell there are a few things they kind of just like, glanced over because they were like that's not the purpose of the film the purpose of the film is just to have fun and to poke fun at a lot of the horror stuff and you know to pay homage to a lot of this cliche horror in a really unique way um so i thought that he did really really well yeah i agree i thought he
1: had i mean navigating this film i feel like would be Fun, but also it could present its challenges, and I think it's done in a really good way because he does give you the again the very cliche horror film, yeah, that quickly turns into just madness,
0: yeah, and I think it's just a really fun tie rope to walk. I totally agree, and then the acting was pretty. I I thought it was really great. For I the thought most it was part. yeah,
1: pretty. Like I think everybody, especially Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford as a Hadley oh and Love them I so love much,
0: them because yeah.
1: you also hate them a little bit. But yes, like, you, they suck. <laughs> you love them as people, but yeah, they're so like chill about killing off these people for the sacrifice. Which
0: remind me, what what uh, Richard Jenkins is in again? He's the um, so he's, he's the, the dad in
1: Get Out and Get Out. Yeah. Oh, that's or no, that's uh, I get him the other guy. I'm getting him cross. One yeah. of them's the dad and Step Brothers, which is step Brothers, yes. <laughs> and then the other one's the dad from Get Out, Get Out. Yeah. And their their chemistry. Is totally. golden. Yeah. It's so funny. It's totally and evident. It's written, and this goes into kind of, I guess, the screenplay, but like it's just written, I think, in a very sharp and witty way. Yes. And their characters are great examples of that. I totally
0: agree. There are only a few scenes I wasn't like super pumped about, but it was like it was, because it was supposed to be dramatic. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. And yeah. then this is the tiniest of the nitpicks. So okay. bear with me as far as acting goes. And this is probably acting and writing combined. So, this is really stupid, but Dana not reacting to her best friend Jules, just like ripping up her drawing of her professor at the beginning. Oh, yeah. was kind of annoying because, like, it's, it looks like that drawing had taken like yeah, some time. Like, it was good. So, I get annoyed at small stuff like this in films because it's like, that's not realistic. Yeah. You know, like you'd be pissed if your friend ripped a drawing you spent days on yeah, in front sure. of you. So, and it's always small stuff like that. Like, it just kind of takes you out of the story because then you're like, well, obviously, you know, somebody else drew that and this yeah. actor is just going along with the script and not like... It didn't feel like the character drew it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't
1: even think about that, but that that totally makes just sense. Just a super small nitpick. Yeah. But I feel like You'd horror films
0: struggle with stuff like that all the time. Yeah. Just super small stuff. Devil's in the details. Devil's in the details, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the writing. Mm-hmm. I loved i think it's phenomenal the writing it's so well written so we talked in an american werewolf in london on the mix of comedy and horror mm-hmm. and i vocalized that i didn't think it fit very well to have comedy in there right however i think it totally works in this film yeah but because it's so incredibly intentionally mixed into yes. the writing like that's it, it adds almost to the morbidness of it all. It's yes. like, this is so nonchalant how yeah. comedic well, great it is. example of
1: that is when she's being thrown around in yeah. the background of the party. Yeah. yeah for sure. And I, I think, too, An American Werewolf in London is a very linear movie. Like, there's yes. one storyline, there's one plot, one setting. This, you almost have, like, two interconnected stories. Yep. You know, and so one does you know, have a lot of humor and comedy and it's lighter. And like yeah. when it cuts to their scenes, you're like, oh, you're, it's almost like
0: refreshing. So and it's like, like funny. I'm like, yeah, I was laughing out loud. Like, and but it's then, hard to write comedy. Too. Yes. That and then when you go to the funny.
1: other side, though, that other side of the story, it's just like gore and violence and fear. And <laughs> you're like, the worst. wow, but the, it does. I think it kind of works. But then Marty is also funny. Marty is funny. He
0: plays the, uh, the guy like who's the high stoner. the whole time. Yeah. yeah and he's the one him and Dana you know last the whole time yeah um but he like his character was just funny because he was also the only character that was like something's not right about all these like the trap door opening to the basement I know they're like Chris Hemsworth's character who plays Kurt he's like it's probably just the wind he's like yeah right yeah I know (laughs) you know which I love that because you know that again is just like yeah, another horror movies it'd just be yeah. the wind, but damn, it's like It's almost stupid. like
1: Marty was the voice of the audience yes. in most horror films. Like that's Kurt a is the great way to put it. Cliche. Totally. What am I trying to say? I guess it just yes. says everything.
0: He was the character in a horror film. And yeah. Marty plays the And audience. Marty is us. Yeah. <laughs> Marty is like great. Great way to put it. Yeah, I totally agree. I thought the score was fun. It was nothing yeah. like super like memorable. For sure. Or like stand out, but it was I mean, a fit. There was yep. nothing that I was like, this is bad. You yeah. Know? I know everybody begs
1: for my um, review on the music because <laughs> I'm very keen on that. It was like, no, my favorite but <laughs> song in the whole thing. I did. There was a moment. It's uh, when Kurt, Chris Hemsworth is about to make the jump on his bike. Okay. I liked the music there. Couldn't tell you what it sounded like, but I remember. <laughs> Can you hum it? I, <laughs> I'll go back. I'll come back and uh, Hum that for you guys. But uh, I, I thought it was like randomly good.
0: Oh, good. So, no, yeah. I loved all of the shots. As oh far as cinematography gosh. goes, yes. dude, like the, I don't actually, I didn't, I didn't write down the cinematography.
1: So name. it's Peter Dimming. I looked it up okay. because um, I saw that he has also worked on some of the Scream films and then he was the cinematographer on The Menu. Okay. So he's that got, makes he's sense. He's got some good films up there. Yeah. I thought it was shot really well. It was.
0: I mean, it, it looks like a high budget film. Yeah.
1: Well, the lighting and the framing I thought were like the two standouts mm-hmm. as far as cinematography goes. um nothing was done cheesily, I mean, I thought it was yeah, v- executed very for sure, well, like the underground facility, it yeah. was like starkly lit, Yeah. you know, and just to show just or well, I guess what I'm trying to say, even like with framing in the cabin, I felt like in a lot of those shots, it was tighter. Mm-hmm. And then, like in the underground facility, it was more open, so it totally. just feels more relaxed. Yes, but then when you're in the cabin, you're like, oh, it's so like tight and confined. Totally, yeah. So I just thought that was up. a
0: really cool detail. I totally agree. I love that overall impact. It's always tough comparing films like this, yes, to other films in the genre of horror, just because it's entirely obvious that they had a completely different goal with this. Yes, you know, like I, I think they nailed their goal though. I do too. You know, like. It's hard to compare this to like hereditary because they're so Uh, starkly different, different different leagues for sure. You know, whenever you, as a horror fanatic, which I think this movie applies to horror fanatics that understand the goal of this film. Yes. If you're, if you love horror films and you understand what this film's goal is, then you will love this film. Yeah, I think so too.
1: And I think, I mean, the film, if we just face it at face value, It's a very polarizing film. You know, like even one of our best friends yesterday, we were telling him about this episode. (laughs) And he was like, dude, this doesn't even belong in the top 100. He looked at our list. He's like, why is this on here? And I agree with you, though. I think if you just give it another chance and you understand what they were trying to do with it, rewatch it and then come back to us. Tell me that you still hate it.
0: Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you'll still hate it. And it's it's not scary literally at all, but it deserves its place in the top fifty for the sole purpose of putting everything that's cliche about horror into one film yep. with an actually well thought out concept that packages it all up in a cleverly satirical way.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that's a great way to put it. Boom. Back Shall we for our way, just like curtain and Jules. We're just gonna into the forest? <laughs> make our way.
0: And hopefully there's no bear claws out here. No pheromones <laughs> that- <laughs>
1: Yep. Um, okay. So I have some fun little facts for us. I'm ready. (laughs) So, you know, the, uh, the thermal coffee mug slash bong that Marty has. Yes. He basically has this coffee mug that turns into a bong, bong, (laughs) but then he can like retract it and it's a coffee mug. I thought we all had one
0: of those. Yeah.
1: (laughs) No, it's just you. Um, but that is actually like, it's a real prototype that it works and everything, and it's worth $5,000. Oh, my gosh. kind of
0: crazy. Did they make it for the
1: film? Yeah. Whoa. Which is really interesting. Um, mm. This is blew my mind, because Chris Hemsworth is literally Thor. Like, yeah. Greek, one, Greek. Of the, one of the like higher-paid actors God, in the excuse past me. 10 years. Yeah, but during the lake scene, the only person not to jump into the lake is Marty, who remains fully clothed on the deck. Hmm. This was partially due to the actor fran crons being noticeably in better shape than the other male actors the yeah
0: the guy who's stoned the whole time is jacked i wish you guys could see my face because that, that's i'm like isn't blown that away. insane they'd hide his like six pack and pecs yeah, for real Are you serious Compa- and they're
1: saying that about like he's up against chris hemsworth and they said what? in the commentary for the film the writers joked that he was ripped like muscular jesus and assert that if Marty were shown being that fit, it would ruin the character. Okay, that's wild. That's why he also wears, like, baggier clothes. That's just, I thought that was crazy, because you really... He's, like, the freaking buff Shaggy. Yeah, you would never guess. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mystery gang needs to hit him up. I know. Dang. Um, much of Drew Goddard's inspiration for this movie came from his own upbringing in Los Alamos, New Mexico, a place filled with scientists and coworkers all going about their business and living seemingly routine and ordinary lives, even though they were building nuclear weapons that could potentially destroy the entire world. That's just like crazy inspo. Cause,
0: Homage to Oppenheimer. Yeah. Right I mean, it's kind of...
1: I could see that. Like, all these people just so casual about their days, just like in this movie. And then there's, like, this crazy, like, that violent thing wild. going on behind the scenes. That's
0: super fascinating.
1: Um, they created over 60 different types of monsters for this movie. Yeah. Which, believable. Totally. Uh, Drew Goddard and Joss Whedon wrote the screenplay for themselves after both coming off of failed film projects. Hmm. They locked themselves up in a hotel room in order to challenge themselves and wrote the entire script in one weekend. You're lying. Isn't that so cool?
0: That is sick.
1: Like, we're going to shut this door and we're going we're to not write a film. It's
0: a Cabin in the yeah. Woods And dumb. then
1: you come up with that. That's like How pretty crazy. That's so fun. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was considered for the role of the director, okay. but ultimately went to uh, Sigourney Weaver. Hmm. Would you have rather had Jamie Lee Curtis or do you like Sigourney Weaver here?
0: I like Sigourney Weaver just because it's, you know, she has her, I mean, stake in Alien yeah. that and that being a horror film, I think yeah. it just makes more sense. Although Jamie Lee Curtis, she's from Halloween. Oh, you're right. I'm a dummy. How do I, yeah.
1: Although I, I agree with you because I think Sigourney Weaver is more of like a, she's like a, a boss. I was going to say, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, I feel like she would have done great too, but I like Sigourney Weaver. Here. Yeah. She's more, like, Sigourney's more intimidating. Yeah. And speaking of Scream Queens from old horror films, Heather Langenkamp, who's Nancy in A Nightmare on Elm Street, mm. she served as one of the members of the makeup crew that created the different nightmare creatures because her husband is a special effects artist.
0: Interesting. I know. And then my
1: last one here, included among the 1001 movies you must see before you die, which was edited by Steven Schneider. So. Wow. Kind of made me feel a little validated putting it in our top 50. Yeah. So I know not everyone's going to agree with it, but Steven Schneider, I think he'd agree.
0: Yeah. Next up, our top 1,000 movies of all time. <laughs> it's going to take us 20 years. To <laughs> yeah, I was going to say,
1: we'll be done when we have uh, full families. So. Yes.
0: No, I love that. Yep. Change Chamber. Is there anything we would change about the film? Mm-hmm. So I have a few. I have, a, I have four. Okay. I think I would have added even more cliches in, especially at the beginning. Really? Just because okay. I love classic horror films. So I think they could have done a little, a few more smaller things to like, you know, pay homage to some of the classics, which I know it that's probably, that wasn't the, per, it was more like modern yeah. rather than classic, but that's like a personal preference. It's not like to make the film better. And then- yeah. I think that, you know, like you you brought up Scream, some of their opportunities to become more of a modern day Scream of the early 2010s, but I I just don't think maybe they dove too much into trying yeah. to be that. Um, I think if they'd tried, it would have been a little bit more evident and some of their other cliches. I don't know. Yeah, I could see that for sure. In this one, I'm, I might be a
1: letdown in the Change Chamber, but I don't, I had more, I would say, like just nitpicks with yeah. the film. That's more than things I would change because I don't know if I sit down and think about like, okay, what would I change in this film? There's not much I can really like hone in on just because it is such a random chaotic movie. Yes. That like I feel like it's controlled chaos from the creators of this film and like what they're doing is intentional. So there's not a lot of things that I'm like, oh because I don't understand their vision as well. Well, and I think it works.
0: Is, I think that any of my changes that I've added, I don't know if it makes the film better. Yeah, I think it's more just sure. like a personal preference. And
1: that's probably how it is every week when yeah. we talk about this. But um, I never, I, I struggled in finding like a specific thing I would change. Mm-hmm. Because it also, if we think about the film, it's very, you know, to the point. Like, yeah. here are your characters. They each have their own persona. They're going to come in. Here's what's happening underground with this facility. Yeah, And it's just, it, It happens quickly. There's not a lot of room to be like, ah, I maybe would have like switched that out or, you know, it just, it's all just one quick ride. Totally. So
0: I, well, I'll list out my others and we'll just go through them real quick. So the zombies were classic. Yes. Classic choice. But after seeing the other monsters, I was like, man, there were so many great ones that seemed way more original that would have been really fun to see trying to kill the group. That's actually a really good answer. Which, like the merman, the dancing toothface girl. Yeah. The giant spider. However, I guess the more original the monster, the less the goal is of like being executed to be cliche. That's true. So like I understand why they didn't go that route and yeah. zombie was a pretty safe choice. But I'm like, we've all seen zombies. Yeah. But I'll tell you what I haven't seen a merman trying to kill a group of five people. So- out of all the monsters
1: would you have wanted to see the merman the most
0: I don't know I would like to like sit down and look at yeah. a picture of all the monsters because I, I think that that was he was creepy whenever we saw him for sure um which he kills you know Hadley which is so fun yeah but I <laughs> I which, don't know like the spider would have been crazy yes. that dancing like the girl was freaking she weird. Was, Her yeah. face was just made of like rows of teeth. teeth. Yeah. Yeah. And like an oval yes. shape. Yeah. That um, was crazy. The robot arm. with the, Like that yeah. would have been wild. I was going to say the
1: creature designs were pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I agree. The merman, like you said, when he kills Hadley, which is so funny because Hadley is obsessed with the merman. The yeah. whole movie. And then that's how he dies. It's like mm. this poetic, you know, <laughs> full circle moment. Oh, come on. <laughs> But when he's like chowing down on Hadley's face, you see the blood like coming out of the blowhole. Yes, it was just like who freaking out of that? Wild. Like that's just so weird. But like, yes. and I, then there was like, I, I loved it. I was a all giant cobra. Yeah, the giant uh, you know,
0: snake. Yeah, which you know, I'm a big Chamber of Secrets. Hey, there hey, you go, yeah. the basilisk. Uh, the basilisk, big fan. So I don't know. There were there were a lot of fun monsters. I was yeah. just like. And that's more of just like, I would like to see something different. And they had something different, you know? Yeah. Uh, My other one, while the entire ending, and this is a big one. I actually saw this as a whole that somebody else was talking about too. Okay. I made a note of this. The entire ending with the monsters and the chaos and everything is super fun. There are so many things that just don't make sense. Ooh, okay. Number one, why is the room with all of the controls to the monsters just unmanned? which yes. is how Dana and Marty unleash the monsters. There's nobody in that room, yeah, in the control room, and that's how they're able to so, do that. And I'm like, that's the biggest freaking
1: deal in the whole yes. facility. And that's something that I, I mentioned earlier because that's one of my favorite scenes because yes. I just really enjoy it. Yeah. There are definitely problems with it because there's no way you could just flip a switch and push a button I'll just release monsters. all of the monsters. Like, yes. what? Yeah. And then also, like... Right before that, they come down that elevator and there's one guy with a pistol ready to like take care of the situation. Yes. Why was the army not there when, you know, or all the like soldiers with machine guns there? Because this is like the the stake of the entire world is like the stake of the entire world. No, you're right. The end of the world is at stake. Yes.
0: And uh, the (laughs) The world world (laughs) stake is floating for them to eat. I think, well, I totally agree. And I... Have a lot more comments on that yeah. specifically, but I totally like. I'll so, restrain
1: myself. We'll get into it later. No, you're yeah, yeah and
0: yeah. that's a lot, a lot of hot takes, a lot of film mishaps yeah, stuff for like sure. Uh, number two, why is releasing all the monsters into the actual building something that's even possible? Yeah, I don't know. Um, number three, why isn't there a way to just kill all the monsters and the off chance of them getting out? I know, like some sort of implant. Well, in the I was monsters. Gonna say, yeah, like freaking Suicide Squad. Like they, they made them neck implant yeah. blows up. Yeah. You'd think with that many monsters, and this is what you were just saying, with that many monsters plus the looming doom of the entire world resting on pleasing the ancient gods below, there would be way more military and security to ensure this stuff works. Yeah. Like. That it doesn't happen. <laughs> I know. And there are like six secure, you know, military SWAT team that shows yeah. up and you're like, the fate of the world. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. And then it's like, it's really fun. There's just so many holes. Like that's the, that's the only thing is it almost feels like it's just supposed to be ridiculous though, too. Yeah. So it's hard to judge the film on these holes because you're like, maybe they knew about them. They were just like, it's supposed to be ridiculous. Yeah. All right. So my personal preference would just be to clean up those holes and either give good reasons to those being in place or to take the plot just a slightly different way. Yeah. They could have somehow released the animals into the, or the animals, the monsters into the building and in a different way. I don't know. Yeah. I agree. Um, my last change, sorry. I don't know if I would have ended it with the world ending, but that's probably really? a hot take. Okay. Yeah. A hot take, which I don't know. I think that I could see it going either way. I really did like the ending because yeah. it's just, again, just at, it's the cherry on top of the chaos. Yes. Um, and it does make it different than other you know films because you're like, oh, do you think they're going to get away? And then nope, like the world just ends. Right. Spoiler. Um, but we can dive into that hot take. Yeah. Film mishaps. When Marty is stabbed in the back by Judah Buckner, the Buckners, the zombie Buckners. Oh yes, a hole and blood stain are clearly shown. When Mm -hmm. he's in the elevator with Dana, it's clear there is no cut on his back or the shirt. uh, You know. Interesting. Uh, Second one, the one-way mirror. Which this was a tiny one that I was like, that's just a nitpick. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to say that one? sure
1: one-way mirrors i guess they only work when the room on one side is very brightly illuminated and the room on the other is very dimly lit yeah so in the cabin it just looks like both rooms are like equally lit so it technically really wouldn't work i didn't know that though
0: i'm me neither i wouldn't have nitpicked that if i didn't see somebody write that i never would have known that i would
1: say commenting on your first one about marty getting stabbed in the back that was my other thing though Earlier in the film, they show like that they have the vitals of everybody there. Yes. They assume
0: he's dead. Yes. You know,
1: and he's not. They would have known that. If yes. They, if they had his vitals. Yeah.
0: That's a total but mistake. Just a little and a little also They like, I didn't fully understand the concept of them pulling the lever and blood goes down. Yeah. I'm like, whose blood is that? <laughs> because Marty didn't die, I know. So I it's not Marty's blood. Be,
1: well, and it was also kind of pointless. Like,
0: yeah, it didn't do anything. I don't know, other than fill in the. I don't yeah. know. That just felt weird because that was a whole the whole time I was thinking that was the character's blood. Yes. And then whenever Marty dies, quote unquote, his blood goes down. But He's like, not oh, he's dead, dead. So that was their way of trying to get trick the audience. Yeah. But I'm like, then what was the purpose of the freaking blood level yeah, thing? I agree. And uh, yeah, something else I saw, so
1: I didn't think about this when I was watching it. I can't take credit. But I read this, and I was like, this is true. When Jules takes her top off, Hadley and Citizen, they say something about how, like, we're not the only ones watching. Because mm. the security guy in the room was like, why is this necessary? And they're like, well, we're not the only ones watching. But it's later mentioned that the only other ones watching are the ancient gods.
0: Which you think... Like, so there's like, this public audience of people yeah, watching. Yeah. And you're
1: like, how would they gain any satisfaction from <laughs> seeing this girl? Nudity. Yeah. Taking her shirt off. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's true. So that didn't really make sense. You know, there, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, holes in the plot. How do the monsters know who or what to kill? Oh, yeah. So I was under the impression that they were just working for the system or at least being controlled by the system. Just the fact that the system gets killed by them Mm -hmm. feels a little weird. I could see that. Because like, are these monsters just aimlessly trying to kill anything in their path? That's how I took it. I think they're just like,
1: almost like a a zoo animal. They're just kept in these cages. But then when they get out, they're just like, oh, we're just going to kill anybody we see. That makes sense. I do agree, though. It does feel a little unrealistic because it's like...
0: It's like the system is the one that made them, Yeah. But I I guess that's not super explained. Maybe they're not the ones that made them. Maybe the ancient gods made them. They
1: did. Yeah. They only mentioned the monsters like one time. They said something like they're things from the old world. So you're like, so did you like recreate them like a Jurassic Park situation? Yeah. Or were they like remains Hmm. from? I don't know. Interesting. Who knows? I saw a lot of people actually advocating for like an HBO Max show about like the Cabin of the Woods, like how they got the monsters, like the whole system. Oh, like a
0: prequel? Like, That'd be kind of fun. That would be fun. Yeah, I wouldn't mind I that. I would watch that. It doesn't make much sense that activating system purge... So this is something I saw. This is not my thought, but it kind of, you know, goes with my other thoughts. Okay. It doesn't make sense that the activating system purge would release all the monsters into the facility, nor why it would be so easy to do with the flipping of a switch and push of a button. Yup. It would make far m- more sense that a system purge would destroy all the monsters in the event of a security breach. It also makes no sense why any of the cells would be able to open into the lobby in the first place. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a great point. That, yeah. like, I think just nails what we were trying to say earlier. Exactly. Because when I was watching the film, as again, as much as I love seeing the creatures come out of the elevators and just go to town on the soldiers, you are like, you see the big red button and you're like, there's just no way. I know, it's just absurd. There's just not a big red <laughs> button you push to release
0: every monster you've got in <laughs> captivity. It's yeah. But that's which you know, just again, I don't know if it's like I maybe, don't like I critique it, but at the same time, like could have totally just been like, oh, we yeah. wanted it to be ridiculous. Man, they, they so that's dirty. I know. It made it hard
1: to critique because it's like, what if that was on what purpose? If that was <laughs> intentional. Yeah. But the last thing that I thought, which maybe there's a better explanation for this. And I'm just misunderstanding, but we discover that Marty's still alive. Mm-hmm. Is it Dana or Dana? Dana, I think. Dana. Okay. I think. Main character, Dana. <laughs> she runs into him and he takes her down into that like, yeah, grave, but it's actually where like the elevator was that brought the zombies up. Yeah. And, you know, she says something like, I don't want to get in the elevator. And then he's like, well, where else are we going to go? The only thing with this for me was like, okay, if I'm Marty here, I'm not going to get in some elevator that just goes to who knows where. Yeah. Because he also doesn't know that the force field exists. And so, like, if you're able to just run, like, let's just run for... And then at least, like, say it, like, maybe we should... You know, run this way. And she's like, oh no, there's it's all blocked in. That's you what I was going
0: to say is like, at least have him say, let's just get out of here. And yeah. she's like, no, there's no other way. We're trapped. Yeah. Chris you're right. just, He wouldn't know about the tunnel being blocked yeah. or the force field. But he just
1: said, like, well, where else are we going to go? I'm like, homie, you don't know about the force yeah, field. Yeah, exactly. hold
0: on. That's a great point. So I didn't
1: even think about so that. It's the one thing I thought about. But that's really it for me. Casting. I love that Chris Hemsworth is in this. I do too. I think
0: he actually does really well. I thought he plays that like jock character really well. I really liked the cast. I think it'd be fun to see an entirely different cast in these situations just because they're cliche horror scenarios, but only just to watch them, not necessarily like to change the film. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've already stated my
1: love an admiration for Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford. <laughs> yes. I just I love them in this movie so much.
0: Yeah, but also hate them. I know. <laughs> least favorite part of the film, probably that this thing that is so freaking important to keeping the world alive is crumbled within mere minutes. Yes. Yeah, I agree. That's got to be my least favorite thing. Yep. I mine is not as
1: important as yours. <laughs> but- <laughs> You're like the frog that the spirit turned into. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it turned into a snake instead. Um, no, which again, you can't really critique this because I think they were just trying to be super cliche. If me personally, I just, and maybe this is the point, It was just so awkward when they're sitting around in the like main area of the cabin and Jules is like just doing like a stripper dance. Yes. Okay. And they're just staring and watching. <laughs> I was like, this is so awkward. Like, I know she's like the hoe and whatever, but like, so, Okay. We're going to a cabin next month together with our wives. And And I'm wearing the exact same thing she's wearing. Dude, I was going to wear that. Are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I was thinking like, okay, if one of our wives was just doing that in front of the fireplace and we all just sat and watched, that's not happening. Like, I would be like,
0: I don't know. Which I will say that the other characters, they looked pretty uncomfortable. That's true. And even Marty later is like, she's being weird. She's not normally like that. Yeah. Uh, which, again, alludes to the fact that they're being controlled. For sure. But I agree. Kurt is like just drunkenly watching yeah. like, yeah, you guys like this. <laughs> yeah, I know. And everyone's like,
1: this is weird. <laughs> I just was like, ah, this is a little much for me. Yeah. But she's <laughs> also, again, portraying that dumb blonde persona.
0: Yeah. It felt just a little random. Yeah. It was just so like, too. what the? And it the- went on like too long. It was really long. Title of the film, movie poster. Uh, man, I don't
1: know. I love so. I told you this before we even started it. Yeah, I've always loved this poster. Yeah, I don't know. It like it looks almost like a Rubik's cube. Yes, which shows the complexity behind the entire you know structure. and the fact that it's being controlled. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Good point there. Yeah, but I've always loved the poster. I think it's it's mm-hmm. done in a really just cool way. Um, and like, yeah, like you said, there's like that hidden meaning, you know, yeah. if you've seen the movie, you know what they're trying to do there. So I've always appreciated that. What do you think about the
0: title? I really like it Yeah, for the most part. I mean, it's a very boring title, but it's supposed to be cliche. I was going to say, yeah, like if you're going to see
1: a movie and you see like, they're showing this movie called the cabin <laughs> in the woods, you're like, oh, it's just going to be about a Another horror movie. Another horror film about where people some, going yeah, to cabin. Some teenagers are going to exactly go to a cabin it. in the woods. Yeah. And so it's like, I think that's almost the point, which Mm -hmm. we keep saying, and maybe we're like giving too much credit to just a terrible movie, but I I don't think so. I think that's what they're
0: doing. I think this is all intentional. They're like, we're going to trick the audience into thinking this is an amazing (laughs) film. We're just going to make the worst film ever made.
1: You just have to understand it. You just got
0: to understand it. Just step back. Dude, I get
1: in that argument all the time with some of our mutual friends about everything everywhere all at once. Tuna sandwiches. (laughs) Exactly. I'm
0: just exposing Charlotte. (laughs) Cameron's <laughs> wife. Is, she is the hottest takes for food. She
1: does have, which we could have a whole podcast yeah. about that. We, um, we'll
0: try not to rub too much dirt on.
1: But I've had that argument with everything, everywhere, all at once because I say it's a great film, mm-hmm. and I have friends of mine who are like, it is just a terrible movie, and you make excuses for it. I'm like, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. So I think this is kind of one of those cases as well. Yeah.
0: And I, you know, there are only a few hills I will die on. Yeah. Know? Some of my favorite films, La La Land, that's a hill I will die on. Yes, for you sure. Know, everything, Everywhere, At Once. I'm like, that film's not for everyone. It's not. But it's a, it's a great film. Which objectively. Neither is Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> Cabin in the Woods, not for
1: everyone. Yeah. You're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. So, Do we agree with the IMDb rating? <sighs> I, so this has the same rating as Orphan, yes. which was our number 49. Yes. I, I think this deserves that rating a little more than orphan did yeah because i think with orphan we said like maybe six we said like six six point two I think yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um however I, I still say seven feels a little high and the only reason i say that is because there's some movies that you and i adore in this genre yeah. that are only like point one or point two points higher Above. than this one yeah so when you put it into perspective it may be a little high or maybe those other movies are just rated so, too low. should be higher yeah so that's you could look at it Either way, I feel like six point eight. Yeah, that I would be more comfortable with that. Or 6.9. 6.9 6.
0: for jewels. <laughs> for jewels.
1: Now we get into that. Ooh, spicy.
0: That whenever we take a drink or just for jewels. Hot takes hallway. <laughs> yeah, for jewels. Uh, hot takes hallway. Woo, we made it. Woo. Favorite reviews, one oh, in ten stars. Yeah. We starting with our tens. Starting with our tens. All right. You want to go first? Sure. Kick it off, baby. 10-star title, movie magic. Which, side note, I'm always worried that one of these days they're going to pick the same one.
1: Oh, I know. What <laughs> It's the odds going though. to happen. I try to go deep in the vault. Same. So, you know, oh, no,
0: we're both going deep. I know. It's okay. It'll um, happen eventually, but then we'll fine. just laugh. Maybe hold hints. <laughs> movie magic, 10 stars. Remember when Scream came out? People loved it. And not because it was the most horrifying and controversial scary flick ever released. It was a huge success because it gave fans of the horror genre something new. It made them laugh because it lovingly poked fun at a genre the fans knew by heart. Cabin in the Wood takes a slightly different approach. Where Scream chose to laugh about dumb things people do in horror movies, Cabin decides instead to respectfully explain, well, everything, and make you laugh, scream while it does. So, that was a pretty straightforward 10-star review. Yeah. I wanted to pick one that, you know, I tend to like the humorous ones yes. more, but I wanted to find one that was, like, really explaining why they thought it was good I would say that one makes a good film. point, yeah. And that that review is actually way longer. I just, like, that's just the beginning. And she okay. goes into, or I think it was a she, uh, she goes into, like, why the plot is so good. And it starts with this exposition and goes into, you know, the, explaining the magic trick behind everything right. they do. Which, you know, I... It, I could tell that this person who left this review likes horror films. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you She's know, this is a film for horror fans that understand the goal of this film.
1: Yeah. So that just further... So you it, know. it kind of summarizes like what we're saying about it. Yes. So we yeah. pretty much, yeah. We only like reviews that agree with us. Yeah, we... <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I, I also appreciate that review because I do think, yeah, that's kind of what we're trying to say is if you can yeah. understand what the goal was... And you love horror.
0: It's you yeah. know. And I'm sure like, this review is written by an Adam Rags <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> kidding. It's like my own review. <laughs> I wrote this right uh, after we watched it. No, the movie. it was not me. Uh, okay, your 10-star review.
1: Mine is called What Moral Dilemma? Mm. Isn't anyone going to state the obvious? The stoner's refusal to sacrifice himself so that he can spend two extra minutes high condemns everyone on Earth to death. The fate of humanity is in his hands, and he says he's more important than everyone on the planet combined. So he sacrifices six billion people for two more minutes of being stoned. And every viewer applauds him. Weed. Gotta love it.
0: Wow. It
1: almost sounds like they're critiquing (laughs) it. But then at the end, they're just like, weed. Gotta love it. So it's like, I think they were like, good for you.
0: This was an advertisement
1: for the (laughs) marijuana community. (laughs) it's like, (laughs) screw the world. Screw six. Which, yeah, that's a spoiler. He, it comes down to like him dying for the sake of the world. Would you... If Sigourney Weaver tells you, "Hey, you got to die," or the whole world's ending, would you? Would you let it happen?
0: Here's the thing: it's always tough putting yourself in the situations because you're like, it's so unrealistic, you know. Yeah. And if somebody just like blatantly told me that, I'd be like, "No, I'm not going to die. Like, that's, yeah. the world's not going to die. Yeah. You know, I'm not that important." <laughs> in this situation, where you've seen a hundred monsters, yes, you've seen just chaos. Yeah. You've seen blood on the walls. You just saw a werewolf attack your friend. Yeah. You're looking at the crumbling ground below you where the ancient gods apparently reside. And I'm like, yeah, freaking kill me. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not (laughs) staying alive just to die in two minutes
1: with everyone else. So when you said earlier, and I'll get to our one stars, I'm kind of going on a tangent here. But like you were saying earlier, what were you saying earlier? I said tangent, and then I got on another tangent in my mind. Oh my gosh, you forget. were saying oh you were saying the ending that you wish it oh, went a different that route it might not have. Yeah, how would you how would you have wanted to see that play out? Would you have wanted to see him make that sacrifice and then it all like calms down?
0: I think. What would have just pissed everyone off even more is if he did kill him. Like they did kill him and then the ancient gods still killed him. Oh. Or something like that where it's like, I don't you know. You do
1: love those spicy things that spiciness. get people like.
0: Because people are pissed off already. For sure. That would have just pissed people off even more. Yeah. That's, um, that's so true. And maybe it came down to like they really did need to kill the virgin or something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, But I I don't know. It would have been interesting also and probably pissed people off just as much if they did kill him everything goes back to normal and then literally every like i just said everything just goes back to normal yeah like the facility just recovers and they just continue doing what they've always done yeah and then now dana is out in the real world like she's a crazy person what the hell like you know like like now and that opens up sequel potential with dana trying to expose them but at the same time like i understand i like when movies are like Try not to just make more sequels to make more money, Yeah, which is today, you yeah. know, just they were terrible. one and done on this one. One and done. Yeah. Which I really do respect that. Yeah, I so, do too. I don't know. I go back and
1: forth. Okay, that's fair. What All about right. your uh, one-star review? One-star
0: reviews title. I mean, come on. This is a pure, this is pure schlock. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what? You always find reviews <laughs> with the weirdest words. This is pure schlock. Schlock.
0: Uh, spelled S-C-H-L-O-C-K. Okay. I've never, I've never seen gonna or heard. I'm going to start using that. I'm going to start you using piece that. You piece of schlock. You piece of schlock. Too much is not enough for this twisted tale of disgusting horror and despair. Are our minds so warped that we find this nonsense entertaining? They should pay you to watch this one. Let's see. Ah, yes, they had to save the director's role for, surprise, Sigourney Weaver. And it's too bad Bradley Whitford can't find decent roles for his acting talent. What really gets my goat is that movie critics who are supposed to be discriminating gave this movie high marks. You suckered me in. I hope I don't have nightmares over this, but of course, I'm too sophisticated for that, aren't I? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Or perhaps we're all too damn naive. <laughs> okay. That dude all right. is livid. Pretty, pretty, <laughs> Did he say goats
1: in there? Yes, he says. So schlock and goat. Yes.
0: Uh, with the, what really gets my goat what really gets my goat. Yeah. Man. What really gets my goat? They're kind of an inspiration. I know. I love the language. I'm gonna
1: of these start using that. All right. Uh mine is titled Congratulations, Army of Paid Review Drones. Mm. You won. <laughs> it's pretty short. That's okay. This movie had about as much substance as Baby Geniuses 2. It lacked originality. It was a very scripted horror that turned more comedy as it was so bad. Spoiler alert. Someone gets impaled by a unicorn. It happens. That's true. It does happen. That is true. And but it's I kind pretty, of pretty uh,
0: never thought I'd see that. <laughs> never, never thought i would
1: see that. But uh, it does happen. So it just wasn't their thing. I guess I they don't Baby like Geniuses to see people to.
0: impaled by unicorns.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's a weird fear. It unicorn might be fetish, you know, or fetish. Are, some it <laughs> triggers them. <laughs> Do we have any hot takes? Hmm. Well, speaking of what we just were talking about, because and the reason I say it's a hot take is because I read a lot of people complaining about this specific scene, the unicorn. I kind of like it. It's the movie's already so ridiculous. Yes,
0: don't draw the line out
1: a unicorn. It just
0: adds to the ridiculousness of because. The
1: film you're seeing all of this chaos. You're seeing these different monsters rip these people to shreds. And then you see the unicorn running down the hallway and you're like, there's no freaking way they put a unicorn in this movie. Yeah. And he stabs the dude in the like white coat up against the the wall. And you're like, they did that. I, yeah. I love it. I appreciate it. But you a lot of people it, hated that.
0: Which I don't actually know. It. Maybe they did have it, but maybe they should have put more blood on the unicorn. That would be kind of yeah. cool because it's fully it's on white.
1: The, yeah, it's on the horn, but it's not on like the rest yeah. of its body. If it was just like, covered in blood, that would be crazy. That would be kind of some cool imagery.
0: Yeah. I agree. I definitely see both sides of the hot takes hallway. However, after further review, I found myself more aligned with higher ratings. I think the people who gave it one star didn't understand the goal or purpose of the film. I agree.
1: I think that's a good hot take. And I think it's a hot take because I think a lot of people will be like, I didn't
0: understand.
1: Yeah. I it's like <laughs> You call me stupid. Some of my buddies who are like, You're just saying that to say that. Like you just like, trying. I'm like, dude, literally just watch the movie. Yes, no one watch it you, again.
0: Yeah. Cause I felt the same way the first time I watched it. I was like, that was so stupid. Because yeah. I went in thinking this is gonna be a horror film. Yes. But if you're like this is a horror film satire.
1: Yeah then you're like oh my god. changes gosh. the game completely yeah so I think that's a good hot take what would be a worse name for the film <laughs> title I said Thor the ancient gods
0: <laughs> dude imagine if <laughs> Thor is the one that comes out of the ground that so or- awesome. <laughs> oh that's a great name I said I too uh instead of the cabin in the woods the bear trap in my back <laughs> There you go. Uh, pretty on the nose. It's pretty but, descriptive. There. Uh, second one Monsters University 2. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Absolutely. So down for that. Uh, DreamWorks presents, or no, it's Pixar. I'm so dumb. That's a Pixar film. Oh, Pixar man. presents.
1: Um, have we heard any hot takes that we agree or disagree with?
0: I truly love how polarizing the film is. Yep. It's definitely not even close to being a scream, in my opinion. Yeah. But it has elements of it that you just can't avoid that are great if you understand the goal. And every one star review we've read for every movie has several people saying it's the worst film they've ever seen. Yeah. These people just don't watch movies. Yeah. <laughs> they I've don't. seen
1: like The Grudge in 2020. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna Let's see how many episodes how many episodes in a row can we mention <laughs> can we the we grudge? Mention the grudge in twenty twenty. It that is a horrendous movie. Come on. Um, I just saw a lot of people saying it's the best twist in a, like a film they've ever seen. Mm. And I don't know if there's like much of a twist there. I don't know. Maybe I could see like kind of a twist, but the best twist you've ever seen in a film. That's a really, that's kind of crazy, dude. I don't agree with that one. And again, I would say like, just watch more movies. I was going to say,
0: and I know I'm not trying to give anything away. We don't have to go into best twists of all time, but. That's the thing is like, I, I disagree with that because one, they reveal the twist right off the bat. I was going to say like the opening credits show the
1: sacrifices. Yes. So you're kind of like, oh, I, I see what's going on. And here.
0: then they're showing that this is being controlled. They're yes. not starting with the cabin in the woods and then later revealing that yeah. it's controlled. It's like, you know, from the beginning, it's controlled. Yeah. But so to say it's a twist, well, I don't know. But the I was going to say, what is the, just to come to your mind right now, put okay. you on the spot. All right. Here we go. What scene comes to your mind whenever you were like, that is the most jarring twist I've felt in a movie? So the first one that comes to my mind
1: is The Sixth Sense. Okay. That one like turned my world upside down. Yeah. But also, well, there's one that I, I will not say yet. I'll say it off the off the pod. Okay. Yeah.
0: I agree. it may or may
1: not be next week's episode. Oh, okay. That one got me pretty good.
0: Yeah, you're right, but you're right, you're right. Stay tuned. I will say the Sixth Sense, great. Yes. It's a great one. That's probably one of the top five, okay. for sure. Uh, top, maybe top three, I don't know. Um, I would say what caught me off guard, and this is really, not really a twist, but it was like the, you know, the directing was alluding, right. made you believe something else that was silence of the lamps. Oh, whenever they're at the wrong house, yeah. But she's at the right house. That one does throw, dude. That a wrench tingles in the whole of my plant. spine. Yes, I even just thinking about it because
1: I remember the first time I watched it. I was like, Oh my god! Oh, no. you're yeah. You feel like you were just caught with your pants down.
0: Yeah, you're like, wait, wh- <laughs> Which, <laughs> wait a minute. You know, science of the lamp. We. I know this is not science of the lamp. It's Cabin in the Woods. Yes, but but twists. It's not the best twist. It's it's an in scene. summation, not the best twist. Yeah. in a film, that's a good hot take. So, uh. Did you have any more? You agree with disagree? Uh, no. Is If this film were released today, what would the reaction be? So I feel like it would
1: get a lot more hype totally today agree. purely because of TikTok. I yep. think people would post things like, I just saw Calvin cabin in the woods. It has the most insane scene you will ever see. That's exactly like, what I put. I haven't I, slept for three days. The polarizing,
0: you know... You know aspect of this film yeah. would aid it so well in today yes today's age because of the virality it was sure you know i totally Such a agree. buzz i think yeah but and people would be like i love it i hate it i love it. you it know would what just I mean? be I all over
1: social media did,
0: I, think. I think it would get better reviews too
1: yeah i think so too because now we've accepted what some people call like that elevated horror which yeah. does you know I, I talked about it in episode 50 it A lot of these films now push the boundaries and Cabin in the Woods is like on the throne for pushing boundaries a little bit. And I think it'd be widely accepted if it
0: came out in 2023. Hottest takes of all hot takes. So I have Mm. a pretty wild hot take. Mm. And I want to hear your thoughts. Yummy, yummy. (laughs) Someone said the elevator monster scene has to be one of the best horror scenes of all time. Oh, wow. My immediate thought was not even close. Okay. But I started to think more about it. Concept and plot holes aside, that scene is truly pretty freaking great. I am flabbergasted yes. that you're saying this. I know. Maybe, so my thought was maybe it's in the top 50 best horror scenes of all time. So I literally had the exact same train of thought. I
1: read that review that also said that. Are you that. serious? And at first... That's why you're flabbergasted? You're, yes. <laughs>
0: oh, I thought you're flabbergasted because my I opinion pissed sucks. pissed off, Adam. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the... F- you're like, that's actually the worst um, horror scene No, ever because seen. I literally read that review. My gut reaction is, there's no way. Right? <laughs> and then you're like, wait. That framing, the concepts, it's just a very crazy scene. Yeah. And so I'm not going to go off and say, yeah, it's the best horror scene of all time. Yeah, same. But... I think it gets more credit than I initially, you know, considered.
0: Yeah. I agree. So which is I, I put it down and I was like, you know that's
1: crazy you said that. I literally had that moment on my couch today when I was writing wild. my notes for this. Yeah. Um, we need to talk more about that too. I just think hottest of all hot takes for me, just because I don't know, I'm I'm all about justice. And I don't think it's the best twist in a horror film. It's I just not. I just disagree. That but is probably, probably the hottest take. We've We've jumped onto that one. Yeah, we did. We dissected that one a little bit. Yep. The chill factor.
0: Chill factor. We made it to the chili factor, baby girl. Welcome which Marin hates. <laughs> the <Baby> monster. Girl. <laughs> she hates baby girl. <laughs> it's so funny. The monster elevator scene oh, yeah. has to be the chill factor. Yep. That Hands killing down. spree. So but I good. do have a few honorable mentions. Oh. Number one, the basement scene, but watching it the second time. Really? I just loved thinking of all of the different possibilities of them choosing their own fate. Yep. I don't know. It was just so great. Like, and even he he was like, dang it, they put down the conch. He was so close to getting the merman. And you're like, they are so close to so many different fates. What's going to kill them? Oh, I love that. I I love that that concept. Yeah. Super, super cool. And it's fun watching back. Second, the beginning trip sequence. I just, you know, I'm a big fan again. Not to reiterate too much. Just love those the cliche yeah. horror. Let's go on a road trip. Yeah, let's pile into the RV. Let's yeah. hit a gas station on the way in and Which is gonna be us in like a month, so oh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully we don't get murdered by I know. Man. Hopefully we don't run into any crazy people calling our <laughs> wives hoes <laughs> oh, yeah, at the gas station. Which that's another thing. He should have punched he punched that dude yeah, square that in that the It was mouth. weird that he was like, hey, well, hey back off. Yeah, Marty's hey, like, whoa. back off. We're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> well that wraps up Cabin in the Woods, Cabin, two thousand eleven, Cottage in the Cottage in the f- backyard uh, in the prairie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Disney version. Cabbage, uh, in the cabbage, <laughs> cabbage, <laughs> Ca- cabbage in the garden. And cabbage in the the cabbage <laughs> in the garden. I um, love that film.
1: Do we recommend this film to everyone, or only a select audience,
0: or maybe even no one at all? Go see this film if you love horror. We want to hear if you think it's one of the best horror films ever made or if it's a total waste of your time and $23, as I read in one of the reviews. <laughs> Great.
1: Yeah, I would recommend it, but I would just have to Set provide a disclaimer. Yes. I think because we told Marin, Adam's wife, who's never seen it, we're like, yeah, just to let you know, this is like a very satirical yeah. horror film. And she even said going into it, like that really prepped me for like what. This, yeah happening she
0: says she wouldn't have liked it otherwise yes
1: and so i think if you can just go in knowing that you may still have a 50 50 shot of loving it or hating it but i would recommend it because i personally i think
0: it's great so personally i think it was an interesting marketing take okay from a director or a writer or whatever to make a film that you believe is good that you know people will think is bad because bad publicity is still publicity yeah and Films that piss people off yeah. cause a lot of conversation, which helps the film. Yep. For so sure. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I think that helps. Yeah, I completely agree. So I don't know. If you hate it, then talk about it. You yeah. know,
1: like just yeah. let's just chat. Let's just have a
0: chat. <laughs> Will this film stay in its place in our top 50 forever? I don't know. I honestly could see it floating around at the top. Yeah. It's, but it could i could also see it getting pushed out by other films i don't know it's I just so back.
1: hard cuz and we've talked about this like when we are working on the films right now that are in our like 50 49 48 and so forth it's hard to picture it remaining in the top 50 when i'm yeah. 25 and i hope to see like so many more <laughs> great horror I films know. but I don't know. It just depends on like and my outlook can change on this film over time too. Mm-hmm. Like even rewatching it and like looking more into it and trying to understand the perspective of the director and the writer. It's well, I guess he was half of the writing yeah. team. But um <laughs> I don't know. It's it's hard cuz it could definitely fluctuate, but I I would probably say not. I don't think so. Yeah, but
0: who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'll wake
1: up one day and be like, that's the best horror film of all time. Of all time. Number one. (laughs) Jumped down to number one. Number
0: one. (laughs) No, I don't know. Yeah. Well, nonetheless, it's a good horror film. It's our number 48. (whistles) Cabin in the Woods, 2011. This has been a great episode. It's been so fun, Cam. It's a great time. (laughs) It's just so fun. we had so much fun with you. No, so we don't uh, wait too much time to get to the details like we did last episode. Follow us on Instagram. Oh yes. The Chamber of Chills and TikTok at the Chamber of Chills. Yup. And comment on our posts, you know, DM us. Just ask us questions. We might even answer them on some of the future episodes. Yep. We so need some friends. We would like some friends. <laughs> There's only two of us in this room. So to yeah, have a few hey, more would be great. <laughs> some uh helping hands would be nice. Stay tuned for what's next. We're not gonna announce it because at this point yeah. we're gonna start releasing every other week. Uh, we have talked about October this year releasing one a week. Yep. So it's going to fluctuate between every other week and uh, one a week. But uh, nonetheless, we're excited. We hope you're excited too. Woo! This has been Chamber been Chills.
1: A chilly episode. A with chilly afternoon. Your dad. <laughs> your daddy came. <laughs> with your baby girl and your dad. <laughs> that was from Aaron. And uh, we'll see you guys.
0: We'll see you next time. At number forty-seven. Number forty-seven. Ha! <laughs> Get ready. Tequila is my lady. My lady. Come on in, guys. Come on in. Come on in.